This episode of Grow Getters is brought to you by the Grow Getters Growth Hacks newsletter. Subscribe at growgetterspodcast.com for your regular fix of hands-on hacks for business babes. Hey guys, welcome to Grow Getters, the future skills podcast for smart women in business. Whether you're crushing it in your career, you've got a super side gig, or you're a female founder, we've got your backs. Today, we're going to look at Scrum and how you can Scrum as one. We'll find out what Scrum is, why the methodology exists, and how you can use it in your daily life. Since the start of the epidemic, people that worked in offices are now primarily working from home. And as you might have already experienced, mixing your work life and home life together can be quite hard to keep disciplined and focused. Have you ever thought, oh, I might hang out the washing. Oh, actually, the bathroom's quite dirty. I'll give it a quick clean before my next call. There are endless distractions in our home environment. So if you're looking to up your productivity game, this episode is a must listen. But before we get stuck into it, Tan, is there anything that you've come across this week that's really inspired you? Well, as you may know, I am very sadly a reality TV junkie. And there is a reality show that incidentally has inspired me. Um, It's called Selling Sunset. It's on Netflix. And if you have not binge watched it already, please, please do. It is about a real estate agency set in the Hollywood Hills featuring a bevy of very beautiful women. And the two owners of the agency are two twin men. And what actually... Well, look, it's extremely fun viewing. I absolutely love it. If you're a fan of The Hills, you will absolutely love this show. But what actually inspires me is just the sheer ambition of these female real estate agents. They are, you know, unscrupulous. They are super ambitious. They are not afraid to get that money. They are not afraid to get what they want. And they are really, really hardworking. So, In fact, I think they're actually pretty cool role models in that sense. And they really do inspire me to think, hey, it's not so bad to be ambitious. Ambition is not a dirty word. And they've really inspired me to go and get them this week. And I've also enjoyed it from an entertainment perspective. Cool. How about you, Tiff? Well, mine's a recommendation from one of our listeners. So a few weeks ago, we made a social post on the Pomodoro um, technique or Pomodoro method. And one of our listeners from Canberra, Rebecca, suggested on one of the posts on Instagram, she said to us, why don't you check out the app Forest? So I downloaded it and checked it out and it's pretty useful. So it helps you to go phone free. And by doing that, it inspires you to plant a tree. So it's one of the top apps in the in the app store and it helps users to stay focused and unplug from their phones. So my phone, now a nice iPhone 11, <laughs> is always with me. And actually, apart from when I shower and go to the toilets, pet peeve. Um, but I'm aware that I always want to stay connected. It's something that I'm aware of as an addiction. So I've tried my fair share of productivity apps with the hope to cut my screen time down. But many of these apps I've felt like haven't really helped me that much. So they don't really hold me to account. So I think Forest is an interesting app. Their mission is to help users stay focused and be present which I think is an important thing in, the, in these times. So Forrest trains people to manage their time and become less dependent on their phones in a fun, purposeful way. So in a nutshell, the app encourages you to spend time away from your phone and as a reward, you grow virtual trees and earn coins, which can be saved up to actually plant real trees in African countries like Cameroon, Kenya, Senegal, Uganda and Tanzania. What I found interesting is this app gently shames you if you don't successfully complete your goal, which 
which is a feature I haven't seen in many apps. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Reverse guilt a sounds of, good. A little bit of shame. <laughs> so without further ado, let's get stuck into our episode. Before we describe what Scrum is, we need to go back a step and understand what agile project management is. In 2001, 17 software developers got together to ski, to drink hot chocolates and chat about how to become free of the restraints of traditional software development. So Jeff Sutherland, who is now considered the godfather of agile project management and his buddies, wrote the legendary manifesto, Agile Software Development, after their ski trip to revolutionize the way software development was done. You don't need to be a software developer, heck, I'm definitely not, and neither are you, Tan, (laughs) to easily understand what this concept's about. So just to give you a bit of context, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines the word agile as having a quick, resourceful, and adaptable character. It's not just about having the flexibility of an Olympic gymnast. So traditional project management methodologies such as Waterfall or Prince2, which you may have heard of, they're all very rigid and they're highly controlled methods. And what they do is outline distinct stages for a project plan from start to finish. And most importantly, they assume that you have all of the requirements and information that you need up front. But in reality, very often you won't have this when you're building a product or service. So Agile actually rejects these traditional project management methodologies as they are just so restrictive and unsuitable for this new era of speed that we're living in. Why? Because teams and individuals like us need to stay fast and flexible, even and most importantly, as we grow. So agile project management accepts uncertainty as a given, so as a natural state, if you will, and values responding to change over having a plan. And agile planning encourages you to work on something small, execute it quickly, get feedback, evaluate what's working and what's not working, and then adapt your plan from there as you're going. So it's this process of small, fast and repeated cycles, which is known as iterative or iteration. So why is it important to learn about Agile and use it in your organization or for your own projects? There are some pretty interesting stats that speak to its success of adopting Agile project management. So according to the Project Management Institute, which is the PMI, 75% of highly Agile organizations meet their goals. 65% of projects are finished on time and 67% of projects are finished within budget. And I don't know about you, but the projects I've worked on, most of them have not met their goals, nor have they finished on time or within budget. So Agile is popular because it's well suited for what happens to people in real life. Businesses move quickly, things change all the time, take COVID for example, and teams need to be able to adapt to these changes. So you might be asking, how does Agile project management relate to Scrum? So here's the thing. Agile isn't considered a methodology. It's rather an overarching philosophy or mindset. So there are many different methodologies with which you can actually implement Agile's principles. So let's use a religious example. Let's take the concept of Christianity. It's a large umbrella term that reflects a general set of beliefs and principles, but there are many different ways to actually practice and implement Christianity, right? There's Catholicism, Protestantism, Eastern Orthodox, and the list goes on. So all of these denominations share a lot of similarities, but they're also different in their interpretation and practice. So Agile is similar to this, except that it's not a religion, well, at least for most people. So being an Agile practitioner means you could use the methodology of Kanban, you can be a developer using extreme programming, XP, you could use the Scrum methodology, of course, and many, many other options. 
Scrum is quite a funny word, isn't it? And I'm sure you're wondering, where the heck does it come from? Actually, Scrum was originally developed as a war tactic. Jeff Sutherland was one of the founders of this methodology. Sutherland graduated from the United States Military Academy, and he was a fighter pilot for 11 years. And there is an assumption that this methodology was born during the time he served in the military. The Navy SEALs famously coined the quote, stay low, move fast, strike first, die last, one shot, one kill, no luck, or skill. Bang, bang. <laughs> it's an aggressive one, but actually it makes a lot of sense to me and really it's connected to the mentality of a scrum practitioner. Other people think the name comes from rugby. To scrum in a game refers to the start of a new play. In the programming business world, it's a technique to coordinate the work for a team without a clear plan. It's all about working towards attainable short-term goals and then repeating the process towards another set of goals. As you know, typically Scrum is used for software development, but it can also be used across all business departments and also individually. And we're going to explore this aspect today. So let's mosey on down and check out Scrum 101. There are a handful of basic principles when using the Scrum methodology. Number one, do what you can with what you have. Projects can stall because some resource, either its material, knowledge or manpower, is missing for the project. Usually there are plenty of things that can be done even without those resources, and normally you can make creative workarounds. During the planning of each stage and in daily check-in meetings along the way, these problems are normally taken into account so that a lack of resources doesn't have to create a lack of progress. A daily check-in is a 10 to 15 minute huddle with your team or yourself to check in with what is the most important thing you will need to do today, what did you achieve yesterday, and if you have any impediments. Number two, constant feedback. As Tani just mentioned, Scrum encourages daily contact between its team members so that nobody stalls and holds up the whole project. And with these, the whole team can be brought together to solve a problem in creative ways. By religiously answering these three questions, what will you do today? What did you achieve yesterday and do you have any impediments will help you to identify any issues stopping the progress of your team and yourself. Number three, work towards clearly defined short-term goals. Scrum projects generally are one or two week cycles where the project manager and project owner define what they want to develop, do or achieve in this period of time. Scrum was developed to deal with the contingencies of the software world, where projects often need to be rushed into the market to combat a competing project from a competitor. So these short, fast cycles help a company or person to be competitive and execute at speed. And number four, sprint. The sprint is a focused dash to complete the immediate project goal set for the team. Sprints are defined in timeframes. They can be between one to four weeks, depends on what the firm or the client prefers, At the beginning of a sprint, the team needs to exactly align on what resources people are available at that time. And once they know who is available, they can determine what piece of the project can be feasibly done within the timeframe of the sprint. The project manager, together with the team, will then set the objectives to achieve for the sprint. And most importantly, only these objectives can be worked on during this time. Only these objectives, nothing else. When the sprint is done, team members might rotate out or into the team or be assigned to other projects, but until then, they sprint together. So for all of you listeners out there thinking, "Ah, this is just for organizations and software development teams with lots of people, there's no way I can't practically actually use this in my day-to-day work. Well, do not stop this episode yet. There is a way. So how do we scrum solo? 
Well, with a little bit of tweaking, these principles can be applied to big and small projects, including solo ones. Am I right to say that most of the projects we work on aren't collaborative works? I know for myself that when working in a team, I often work on a part of a larger project myself, so I'm just one piece of the puzzle. The idea of developing a project with evolutionary steps simply doesn't apply to the kind of long-term projects most of us individuals are used to working on. Things like writing a book, for example, or learning a language, or even trying to earn a promotion. But we believe the idea of Scrum is very applicable to our personal lives. The whole point is to be constantly self-aware, to identify what's holding us back, how we can work around it, and where the next few days or weeks should take us, because we do live in this era of uncertainty in every aspect. So here are four ways to use Scrum for one. Number one, do what you can with what you have. There are bound to be hang-ups in every project worth doing, and it's all too easy to look at the project and freak out because you don't have whatever you need to finish it. Well, think about this. You may not have what you need to finish it, but the chances are you have what you need to start. Starting is important. Do at least some of the small steps needed to get yourself close to the finish line. In essence, do what you can in the time frame you've set. Number two, constant self-reflection. Scrumming for one will trigger you to reflect and reflect often as you're the only one working on your project. So take a few moments each morning to define the work that will give you the biggest bang for your buck that day. Check in with yourself to see if you have any problems that might be standing in the way. And give yourself a few minutes to brainstorm ways to solve the issue. And if not, put it in your to-do list for later. And number three, work towards clearly defined short-term goals. Give yourself a time frame or a time limit and set reasonable, meaningful goals to reach by the end of the period you're working in the day. Projects that stretch out in front of you for months or years are often discouraging, which is why very few people actually write books, you know, by the way, hint to us, 10, (laughs) (laughs) and other major big projects. So breaking it into short-term goals is really important. And number four, go out there and get them. Setting up a sprint for yourself won't work exactly how you would set up a sprint for a team as you're the only one, but what you can do though is block out a number of hours every day and use them to focus strictly on one task or project. No distractions, no knocking off early, no nothing until you reach your goal. It sounds hectic, but it works. Scrum is a mega effective way to manage projects and is used by software giants like Google, tiny startups all over the planet and everything in between. Scrumming solo is a thing. So if nothing else, next time you're stuck, ask yourself the simple question, what is standing in my way right now? And if this leads to a, okay, what am I going to do about it? You're scrumming solo. You can take courses to become Scrum certified through the Scrum Alliance or scrum.org, which is currently what I'm doing, but you don't have to. So guys, that's all from us today. If you love this episode and want to dive deeper into this topic, please send out a DM on Instagram as we would love to hear from you. And if you want to absolutely smash it in your career and future-proof yourself with the most up-to-date and in-demand skills, please subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple, Spotify, you name it, we are there. And stay up to date with our weekly apps on all the latest tools, tips, and tech trends to help you grow. And of course, please also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We would absolutely love that. 
Five stars would be amazing, of course, because we are an independent podcast, guys. We put in a lot of love to this podcast and we would truly appreciate this so more of you amazing grow getters can find us. And finally, don't forget to join us on Instagram at Podcast. We would bloody love if you can share a screenshot of the podcast to your Insta stories and tag us so even more brilliant women, men, working ladies, you name it, can find us. So guys, chat to you next week. Thanks so much and let's get growing. Let's get growing.